Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Wednesday, May 4th. We begin with a look at the newfound discussion surrounding Roe versus Wade taking place in the U.S. due to leaked documents from the Supreme Court. We get insight in what this could mean on our side of the border from lawyer, author, and columnist Warren Kinsella. Next, it's another edition of Ask the Doctor with Dr. Craig Janney, infectious disease specialist from the University of Calgary. As always, Dr. Janney answers COVID-19 questions as sent in by you, the listeners. Playoff hockey returned to Calgary on Tuesday night and our Calgary Flames pulled out a victory over the Dallas Stars. We hear what it was like to be back in the Dome for a playoff game from our own Dave McIver. And finally, from the trendy to the quirky to the latest in tech, we get some gift suggestions for Mother's Day from Danny Boom of Showcase Live. If the U.S. Supreme Court does overturn the landmark case of Roe v. Wade, the political repercussions would be felt on both sides of the border. Joining us to talk about it this morning is lawyer, author, and columnist, and former Calgarian Warren Kinsella. How are you, Warren? Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, appreciate you chatting with us about this. Obviously, it's an American ruling, but obviously the world looks to the U.S. on this one. And from the political side of the issue, Prime Minister, the leader of the NDP, both came out quickly against this decision yesterday. Yet no word from the Conservative Party. How damaging could this issue be to Conservatives in Canada as we move forward? Well, I think you put your finger right on the political problem, even though it's a U.S. decision to come. And it's actually not even released yet. This is a leak of a draft decision, but it's probably what we are going to see in June or July when it's ultimately released. Even though it's an American decision, it has implications, you know, in places like Canada, because it forces uh, candidates and politicians to take a position. So that's why you saw within hours Trudeau, and Singh and others, many other politicians coming out. The reason why I think the Conservative Party ordered its MPs to remain silent and say nothing on it is because it's a divisive issue for them. They've got people within their caucus and actually leadership candidates who are pro-life and anti-abortion, and uh, they just don't want to reopen that debate. You know, Stephen Harper and Brian Moroney, I, I always felt were very smart not to do so because all it does is divide people and it re-elects people like Justin Trudeau. Warren, let's talk about the anatomy of a leak of this nature. It just slipped out. Apparently somebody has an agenda. Somebody wanted to bring this to the forefront. How does something like this happen? It is extraordinary. Like, this is something that has never happened before. Those draft decisions, like at our Supreme Court, are guarded with just the utmost secrecy and you know i can tell you if i was still teaching uh, crisis communications at the university of calgary's faculty law this would be a case study on how to handle it so the, the court came out and acknowledged that it was a real draft opinion said it may not be ultimately the final decision but you know what it really means is the justices these most senior jurists in the united states are at war with each other one of them decided or one of their clerks decided to leak this this draft decision and it means that you know they're trying to get some political pressure going and it's working protests started at the supreme court within minutes of this leak taking place and there's been protests ever since and it's fascinating isn't it because you know those elected to the supreme court it's all about who the pro- the uh, president is at the time and getting either a republican or a democrat on there and the supreme court overwhelmingly is you know um, made up of republicans hence being able to overturn a ruling that's 50 some years old 
Yeah, and that this is the lasting legacy of Donald Trump. You know, he was determined, uh, along with Mitch McConnell in the Senate, to populate their most high court with conservatives, with Republicans. And, you know, now we're seeing the consequences of it. The thing that is also shocking is, you know, Justice Kavanaugh, at, at the very least, told Susan Collins, who's the senator from Maine, um, to her face in her office with witnesses that Roe v. Wade must remain. And he's now on the side of throwing out Roe v. Wade. So some of these these Republican justices who were points of the Supreme Court, it looks like they didn't tell the truth when they were asked about Roe v. Wade. I'm wondering, and this is kind of a real, you know, our side of the fence looking south kind of a question for you, Warren. Uh, But have we ever seen a, a time in U.S. history? Have you ever in your lifetime seen a time in U.S. history that they've been more dysfunctional? No, I am not. I've lived in Texas, and I love America, and I love Americans. I worked for Hillary Clinton in three different states. I worked for Joe Biden as a volunteer. And, um, you know, I, I love America, but I have never seen anything like this. And I think really in 2016 is when the United States started to unravel a bit. It is a group of states, but I don't see themselves see them as united anymore. And this decision is symptomatic of it. You know, if you look at the map of the United States this morning, as some have, you know, this decision is going to lead to immediate changes in places like Texas and Georgia and Florida, where legislatures are already moving to implement it, even though the decision isn't even out yet. So, yeah, they're very divided. And, and that's a worrisome thing for the world. You know, when we've got a war in Ukraine, we've got inflation, we need a strong America. And right now we don't have it worrisome for sure for so many women around the world listening and watching this one it probably isn't the last time we'll be chatting about it thanks so much for your time warren appreciate it thanks guys have a great day you too lawyer author columnist he's president of the daisy group and a former adjunct professor at ufc's faculty of law warren kinsella summer is on the horizon but covid is still among us joining us to answer our lingering covid questions is associate professor in the department of microbiology immunology and infectious diseases at the university of calgary dr craig janney dr janney great to have you back again good morning well we're going to get right into it because we have so many questions coming in i'm going to get to this one first because i know a lot of people have had covid it seems to be much more common than it was months ago or even last year if i've had covid19 and i'm interested in my booster shot how long do i have to wait till i can get that shot Right. Great question. Yeah. The recommendation right now is about three months. So once you've recovered, they're saying you can wait about three months, and that seems to be the optimum time to boost your immunity. There's no real safety issue if it's a little shorter than that. It's just this seems to be what is recommended to get that most bang from your buck from a booster shot. Okay. So on that note, Dr. Janney, I've had COVID. At what point do I need to worry about catching COVID again? Yeah, so this is, once again, as we've seen throughout the the last two years, an evolving situation. So it looks like the new variants, in particular the Omicron subvariants, are actually very good at reinfecting people if you've already recovered. Where we get that extra protection is that booster shot. And really, we're still trying to figure out exactly why, but it looks like vaccine-induced immunity provides broader coverage. So if you've been infected, get a booster, and then you have better protection against reinfection you know, the first infection, natural immunity, great, but it can be better. And these boosters seem to be what is making it better. Another question surrounding somebody who had COVID. They say, I had a COVID variant and I'm still experiencing a lot of weakness and tiredness. Please tell me how long it takes to get over it. 
as I've had it for about a month. How common is it for somebody to have something uh, like COVID for a month, Dr. Jen? Yeah, it, it's actually quite common. And in fact, we think we're dramatically underestimating the amount of long COVID out in the community. And these can range anywhere from a few weeks to we do know of people that, that are upwards or over a year now with some symptoms. And once again, they range from very debilitating that, that really can't get out of bed or scarring of the lungs to, to really mild, such as occasional lapses of brain fog and, and, and other aspects. So it's really tough to pin down to say who has long COVID because there's no one set of symptoms that, that is found in all patients. Is there anything, Dr. Janney, that we know of now at this point that can help uh, lessen how you know tough a case you get? I guess you know when I was sick, I I took everything under the book uh, under yeah. the sun, right? Uh, that we we talked about with you even like zinc and D yeah. and C and all that. Does anything do anything? Do we know for sure? Well, we do have a couple therapies, a couple treatments that are really good if you're in an at-risk group of taking nasty COVID, that nasty feeling, and preventing it from getting severe enough to put you in the hospital. But those therapies don't actually alleviate symptoms, so they're not going to get rid of that feeling miserable if you're not severely ill. So it stops that next level of symptoms, but doesn't really get you through the the uncomfortable flu, cold, severe, you know, just feeling lousy part right now nothing seems to be working against that other than you know how well you are prior to getting infected you know how, how well rested uh, nutrition things of that nature definitely help but we don't ha- yet have a, a therapy or a pill we can take after we get sick that is going to make us feel better quicker a question coming in from gail can you ask the doctor about joint swelling and pain uh, for example in your knees are you seeing that with covid so we are seeing a wide range of things, such as even autoimmune arthritis. So we don't exactly know, other than we believe that the immune system is getting reprogrammed in some ways. The immune system is being altered, and we think that that also contributes to the more classic long COVID symptoms. But we are seeing increased incidence of autoimmunity following COVID infection. And once again, these are things that, that are still being mapped out as, as cases uh, begin to, to pile up. And we have much more, many more patients reporting these you know things that would not naturally be associated with a respiratory infection but there definitely is a trend of these so since you know all the latest and greatest of of what's coming out you you see all this information is there anything that sort of you think is, is not getting out there well enough for people to know that that might be helpful in any way shape or form to avoid or if you do get yeah. COVID? I, I think the biggest one right now is that COVID's not gone, unfortunately. And, and although it is perhaps less in the forefront of news, we still have over a thousand people in hospital here in Alberta with it. Uh, we, we now estimate that about half of all Canadians have caught it at some point. So there is a risk of long COVID in a lot of people. But the one thing we really do not see public health discussing much is really the value of those booster shots. And we know that even with the Omicron variant, getting that third shot in people six months after you've fully completed your immunization is actually extremely protective. It gets that protection against hospitalization back up over 80%. And new data in the last month has suggested that if you're fully vaccinated, your risk of long COVID goes down significantly as well. So it might not stop you from getting it, but it stops those, those, those symptoms from lasting into the months and, and potentially years after COVID. Dr. Janney, in the news over the past handful of days, uh, news coming out of Moderna that they're working on and we're pretty close to wanting approval for a vaccine for the under five set, the youngest set yeah. in society. It, how, why Is this important? I know that we've talked about a, of not much of an impact in the younger set. Is it important to have a vaccine for the younger ones? 
It, it is. I mean, there's not much of an impact or much lesser impact than in older adults. But if we look again over the Omicron wave, we've had more people admitted to the Alberta Children's Hospital ICU in this most recent wave than the entire pandemic to date. So although it is a much smaller percentage than the average you know, older adult, it is still real. And there are kids that, that have, unfortunately, extremely severe illness. Likewise, these are also the, the vectors that, that, you know, pick them up at daycare, pick them up at, at, at grade one, grade two, and take them to their grandparents. And, and that results in severe disease as well. So a good public health policy is ensuring not only do we protect the individual, but that the individuals protect those at risk in our community. And, and as we've seen with other diseases, including flu, getting kids vaccinated is a very important step in that, that whole public health uh, strategy. Dr. Janney, we've talked about the two vaccinations and then the booster shot. Gail texting in to ask, what about a fourth shot? Thoughts on timing and necessity of that one? Yeah, I think the evidence is getting stronger that that fourth shot is valuable, but it has to be done at the right time. And that is not something that that we think that three is better, so four will, will be even better. It's when that immunity starts to fade after the third shot. And what we've been seeing for the average healthy adult is that you know, we're still good at least five or six months after that third shot. So we're not seeing a recommendation yet from NASI for everybody to get vaccinated. We may see that as immunity does wane, and that is a natural process. Unfortunately, the virus is not gone. Unfortunately, we still have a lot of people being admitted with it. So I, I would anticipate, particularly before the fall, when, when we go back indoors, we may see guidance that immunity has waned enough and the risk has gone up with us going back indoors that we may see a recommendation for a fourth shot. Dr. Janney, we covered a lot of ground. You answered a whole lot of questions. Uh, thanks again for your time this morning. We appreciate it. You're both very welcome. Take care. You too. It's Dr. Craig Janney, Associate Professor, Department of Microbiology, Immunology, and Infectious Diseases at the University of Calgary. It's almost like we just uh, don't really talk about it anymore. It's kind of like the flu now. It's it feels like Bruno. Like we don't sick. talk about yeah, Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about COVID. We're sick of it. Just about everybody I know has had it. If you haven't had it, I think everybody's just kind of waiting for it to be their turn. Most people vaccinated now and not really terribly concerned about it. But it's interesting. We had, we had a steady stream of questions, not the mountain of questions that we had even a year ago, yeah. for example. Uh, but these are different questions as things have changed. Like, oh, right. I had it. Can now I, when can what? I get my, yeah, I'm still tired. So it's, it's almost like loose ends. And if you're in it, I understand you don't want to be described as a loose end. Or, you know, if you're in it, you have questions and you might be saying, Am I the only one experiencing this? And that's not the case. So it's, mm-hmm. it's good when we can have that opportunity to talk with Dr. Jenny. We now have game one in the books between your Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars. It was a, a later evening affair, kicking off at 8 o'clock. So as a result, our responsible sports guru, Dave McIver, he was going to be taking in all the action. He joins us this morning. I'm not sure if he's thirsty or if he's still tired. Wake up, Dave. Are you there? I got the coffee going, Andy. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you got those toothpicks in your eyes like Flood, Fred Flintstone to try to keep away. Uh, you know, we can get to the uh, you know the bits and pieces of the game, but I want to start with this. As somebody who saw you know, as much as I could on TV, looked wild. Tell us about the ambience. Oh, it was it was a crowd that hadn't seen a playoff game since 2019. It, it was unbelievable, and it, it started before even got into the building. I uh, got down there about uh, 6.30, had a little look. It was all research purposes, right? Uh, of had course. a little look. Of course. Uh, had a little look at the uh, Red Lot viewing party. That is phenomenal. They got music, live music before the game. They got the, the Calgary drum line going. And it was just 
it, it felt right. It, it sounds weird to say that, but it felt right having the playoffs back in the city. And it was uh, just electric, the atmosphere before the game. Then you got into the building. You, you, you rarely saw anybody in anything but a Red Flames jersey. And uh, if you were wearing a Stars jer- jersey, you were thoroughly booed wherever you walked. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was respectful, and it was peaceful, and it was, uh, it was just fun. And, and it was something that I think a lot of Calgarians have been waiting for over the last few years and to finally get it, man. Uh, they showed out, all the fans, and they showed up as well. So uh, you can't ask for much more. Dave, curious, uh, particularly at the Red Lot, did you see lots of young people, lots of kids, or and inside the Dome? There was, yeah, we had, uh, I mean, we were up in the press level and, and we had a couple kids in our row. It's definitely a bit of an older crowd. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I'd say in terms of it being, you know, family fun viewing, what I saw in the Red Lot, there was people of all ages in there. And, and you, you kind of got, we went into the Dome at 7.30 and you kind of got, the people leaving the Red Lot viewing party and just this huge wave of people coming in to the Red Lot viewing party. It was kind of weird to see people heading towards the Dome and then people heading to this to this great viewing party. And like I say, they've set it up so well. There's so much space, and uh, it, it's a ton of fun down there. You said the scene there was a hockey game, and it was uh, awesome how we had those clips of Daryl Sutter talking about the later games. He's not a big fan, yeah. of them. Uh, but people did. They didn't care about the time they got out there. What were your thoughts? How did the Flames play, in your opinion? Well, speaking of Daryl Sutter, it was pretty much a Daryl Sutter playoff game, wasn't it? One nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. You know, they scored early. They got a power play early. They scored, and I got to be honest, I don't think anybody was really that nervous the way the Flames were playing defensively. They had, you know, great goaltending from Jacob Markstrom, the Stars. I don't think they had a shot for the first 10 minutes of the game. And yeah, I think his, the thing I took away from it is I go home, I'm like, I don't think Daryl Sutter would want them to play any other way. Yeah, I'm sure he'd like a couple more goals, but you know how much he talks about penalty killing and special teams and power plays. They scored on the power play, and obviously with a one nothing win, they didn't let up a goal on the penalty kill. And it's been strange. Like, you know, usually we talk about the playoffs and, the whistles go away, right, for the referees. It's like, all right, it's a whole new type of hockey. Through the first two nights of the playoffs, we have not seen that at all. We've seen a ton of penalties. Like it or not, at least they're being somewhat consistent with what it was in the regular season. And if you're a player, that's probably how you want it anyway. I was going to ask about that because there's been lots of talk about that, that the you know the refs are really kind of keeping things under control, not just letting it all go because it's the playoffs. It is, does that make for a better game, do you think, if, if the, the players know they have to be paying attention and, and they're not going to get away with stuff left, right and center? Well, what I think it's going to do is it's going to continue to have the speed in the game, right? Oh, Rocket wants to go for a walk. I'm sure you can hear that. <laughs> um, it, it keeps the speed in the game. Like, I think what we, we see when, you know, they don't call as many penalties, the game does get slowed down a little bit. Now, I don't mind that. I like the physical play, but some people would like to have the same game we see in the regular season in the playoffs. And if that's what you want, then you're loving this right now. I, I don't mind either way. It's just as exciting. It's playoff hockey. It's it's do or die. It's you know first to four and all that still in there, just because you have a, a few less guys going down or or maybe a few less big hits or questionable hits, even if that's what you want to call it. Then you don't really you know mind that the the refereeing's the way it is. And I think as a player, you love it because like you want consistency, right? And I can't imagine getting hooked in the regular season and it being a penalty. And then you get to the playoffs and the same thing happens and there's no penalty. That's got to be super frustrating. So I'm sure the players are getting used to it, enjoying it, that they know that, hey, look, this is what they're going to call. And hopefully it brings the penalty numbers down and the speed into the game. Well, you know, just before we let you go, Dave, uh, it's 
they won. We, we we can't complain. There's no complaints. It was a shutout. But, they, you know, they always say that nobody's perfect and you can always do something better. What do they need to improve on? What would you like to see more from when it comes to the Flames play for Thursday night? I just think, you know, stay out of the penalty box. We obviously just talked about that. Get that out yeah. of the way. And just, I don't know, they score more. <laughs> you, played, you played a perfect defensive game last night. If, you know, you can add a couple more goals, it would be a really, really tough team to beat. If they play like that, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. And um, Dallas is going to have a whole bunch of different looks and different schemes and strategies yeah. to throw at the Flames on Thursday night. The Flames are going to have to totally revamp their game and, and you know, kind of react to what Dallas does. I know they don't like playing like that. They want to go out and set the tone and make Dallas react to them. But, hey, that's just, it's going to be a tough series. I don't think the Flames win in the next three games. And, you know, it's first to four, but... It does take some time to, to get those four wins sometimes. Uh, I think they can do it. They keep playing the way they're doing. and yeah, Maybe just score a little bit more. one nothing. That's still good, though. We'll it's take it for sure in Game 1, Game 2, Thursday night. What's, what time does the game start? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. All right, thank <laughs> you. That is the second game of the series. We'll be cheering on our Calgary Flames. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Dave Have McIver. a good one, guys. Yeah, you too. Hey, relax. Take it easy. I know you need to recover. Dave McIver down at the Saddle Dome for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. He has to come back to work tomorrow. Unfortunately, for uh-huh. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's one holiday you do not want to forget. To help out, we're joined by Danny Boom, head of live shopping at Showcase. Good morning to you, Danny. How you going, Andy? Hey, Sue. What's the how? What, are we excited for Mother's Day? Oh we, yeah, we're excited. But we've got to. We don't want to be caught off guard. Mm-mm. It's literally days away. So there are some classic gifts from mom. But if folks are looking for something a little different or maybe a little quirky, Showcase has us covered. Don't you? That's right, folks. We've got a little something for every mom that's out there. And believe me, I've broken down every great gift that we have on store and in line. And believe me, we have like literally thousands of ideas. So what I did today was I actually came up with five great options for you and for every mom that's out there. So for the, let's say for the, um, for the mom that loves puzzles and really doesn't really understand how to use um, apps and phones, we've got Wordy. It's the board game version of Wordle. Mm. That is the, the sensational app that's out there right now, but we've actually developed it into an actual board game, which you now can find online and in store at Showcase. And it's great because if you've never seen Wordy before, it's a five-letter code-breaking game, which you can play together. So it's really nice to get around the table again, maybe all through the spring and the summer uh, at the cottage or anything like that, and actually start challenging yourself uh, and spending some real quality time with mom with a board game. Love it. Okay, how about candles? Because I know that's a big thing. I would say just about everybody likes a beautiful candle. Uh, right. So this is what we've we've had a bit of a joke on uh, Showcase Live because we have a live show every Thursday on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Facebook. And the funny thing is we've been playing Mother's Day poker. Hmm. And it's basically you take um, the, that Mother's Day gift and you see the, what, your sibling, how you can raise the stakes. Now, when it comes <laughs> to candles, uh, re- candles are always... Um, you know, they're like they're, they're they're kind of like the well, it's the go-to because mum likes candles, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's it's a, it's a safe gift. Well, with our Beyond candles, it's going to take it to that next level. And as I've been playing Mother's Day poker with my siblings and with my co-hosts, we, literally we've taken it to the next level because a Beyond candle, imagine this, it actually looks like food. It actually looks like it should smell, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a soy candle that has a burn time of around 24 hours it's a very long slow burn it has an amazing scent we have four different scents right now we've got 
um, coffee caramel. We've got uh, strawberry shortcake. And when you look at these candles, they actually look like the food. It looks mm. like whipped cream with a biscuit and a cookie inside or some fruit. And it's all, it's all candles. The beautiful thing about a candle is your mom will always look at the candle think of you because you come up with something unique but the great thing is then you're also um filling the house with a great aroma and a scent that makes it you know makes makes the home that's the cool thing right yeah so we've covered the board game we've got wordy we got the beyond candles and we're running tight for time can you give us just a couple more quick suggestions for us there dan okay for the trendy mom andy you gotta get the smiley face slippers <laughs> they're an indoor outdoor slipper the terry toweling on the outside beautiful plush in the inside with a great rubber sole and um, you can go indoors or outdoors with it is the number one trending fashion item right now uh christian stewart who was from twilight and uh, simone biles the olympic athlete have been seen on instagram wearing them everybody's wanting these slippers and then for the uh the fitness mom you want the hoop health okay it's a it's a hoop that goes around your waist with a three pound weight with an lcd um counter and timer on there so you can actually do uh, very, very different um, hula hoop exercises that will burn fat and tighten your core. They are my five great tips and hints for trends this Mother's Day. I love it. You always have something unique for us. Thanks so much, Danny, and uh, happy early Mother's Day to everybody. Get out there and get shopping. Thanks so much. Have a great one. Danny Boom, head of live shopping at Showcase, and of course, you can go online, shop at showcase.com. When we say showcase, you got to go to the mall and see. These are the showcase stores, but the online version that Danny is involved with. They always have, what's cool about it, when they mentioned the the Wordle-based game that they have, they have cutting edge. Like, as soon as something is is hot, I remember the fidget spinners. Oh, yes. They were the first to have the fidget spinners. And that's the thing it's, I think is, is different about Showcase, right? They're quirky and unique. It may be not for everybody, but when you're kind of looking for something different for your mom as opposed to, you know, the classic bathrobe or something yeah. like that, it's kind of a fun idea for, for something different anyway. Moms want a bathrobe? Is that what you're telling me? No, they probably don't. Oh, okay. No, well, nor a vacuum cleaner. All of a sudden, my uh, four-year-old decides that, uh, you know, mom needs a ring for Mother's Day. Aw. She needs a ring. He doesn't have a job, though. He's four. Well, I guess who's forking out uh, the money? Yeah, and I was like, what kind of a ring are we going to get you? What kind of the dollar Did the you dollar say she's store? not my mother? I'm not That's paying I, for it. You know, and, and, and your wife will always like to hear that in response. <laughs> You're not my mother. When it comes to, you know, knowing these kids can't uh, afford. They'll be happy with the macaroni necklace, and they'll wear it. <laughs> so I don't even know. And then, and then he said, he's four. We'll get it from Costco. Costco has jewelry, and it's not cheap. Costco has beautiful jewelry. Of course jewelry. they do. So I don't know where he's going to get this money from, if he's going to knock off a bank. He, I was going to say, does he have a mask? Is so, he a bank robber? I, I, I'm kind of a been, toy gun. I've been painted into a corner. <laughs> I now get have to get nice my ring. wife a ring on behalf of my four-year-old son. You know what we're missing these days? Bubblegum machines with plastic jewelry in them. The because dentist that has would that. Be, oh, we'll drop yeah. by the dentist's office. I'm that sure sounds like fun. cough up a ring for you. But it makes you think. <laughs> you know, some people are, and you are, You, you I, I erroneously said that you didn't like Valentine's. Day and you explain that you love love. I do. Um, but so I'm Val- a wedding officiant, Andy. <laughs> That's, you can't get enough. Uh-uh. You're all about love. All you listen to is love songs. 100%. All you wear is red. That's right. But some people consider, for example, uh, Valentine's Day a manufactured holiday. What is, you know? What are your thoughts on Mother's Day? Is this a, an excuse for us to spend money? Is it for the economy? Or do you make sure you go out of your way and make a thoughtful handmade gift? We've you talked- best go out of your way to do something is all I'm oh, going to yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Because and- this is not a manufactured holiday. This is an important holiday. In fact, it's more important than Christmas. You're, now we don't want to get into this debate because I've always said that the woman is the canvas. 
and the man is the artwork. The woman is a blank canvas. And the man is the artwork? Yeah, that's right, because we, we contribute. Oh. <laughs> I try to sound like we have a dog in the fight. I try to find you got nothing ways to make sure that childbirth buster. has something to do with me, but it doesn't. Um, but anyway. No, I, it doesn't, and I, it's I painful, and it's a lot of work. Before no matter I, how you get the baby, it's a lot of work. I've got plastic between Sue and I, so she can't throw anything at me. <laughs> you but, need it. You know, what, what, what are your plans? Like, do, mm. do you... In your house, because you have a unique situation as well, do you, do you make a big deal out of Mother's Day or is it like, let's make breakfast or whatever? It is a big deal because there are two moms in our mm-hmm. house. One gave birth, yes, but two moms raising the kids. So I always say, you know, I don't really care about a gift so much. There's nothing that I really need other than for my kids to to give me a big hug and a kiss and say happy Mother's Day. And I always ask them to please make me a beautiful card and yeah, to put a little thought into that. it. That's what I love. Um other than that, for Mother's Day, I, I just, I guess, I don't know. I like to be spoiled a little bit, pampered yeah. a little bit. Could you bring my tea in bed, maybe? Or, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody do something for me. <laughs> Please. I don't something. need an expensive gift by any means, but just something nice. Yeah. Well, done for you. Looked at uh, reservations for brunch, just mm. poking around. And? Brunch is back. They had a lot of takeout brunches. Boy, for if you're going to one of the fancy like hotels, for example, it was going to be including kids. Kids are the discounted twenty or twenty five bucks. Ooh, be like a hundred and thirty, hundred and fifty bucks. Expensive. But you don't eat for the rest of the weekend. That's what you do. That's fair. Uh, by the way, Cassie says Spence Diamonds. Lovely place to get a ring for your wife. They Andy. advertise with us. I wonder if they have any twenty dollar <laughs> deals on some of those rooms. Yes, I'm sure. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to mornings with Sue and Andy from five thirty to nine every weekday morning on seven seventy CHQR.